Hola, pantalones! Welcome to another episode of That One Movie Podcast, also known as Tomp, the weekly show in which we discuss movies, games, and TV shows, in addition to kind of whatever. Mainly we just shout nonsense into our microphones, at least Holden does. <laughs> I'm your host, Hold, uh, Holden. <laughs> you're you're old. Holden? I'm Holden. Am I Jimmy? I'm your host, Holden Sutter, joined by my co-host, Jimmy Uthi. Yes, it is I, Jimmy Uthi. We are I host the podcast, I write all the notes, but I don't know shit, dude. <laughs> We've got a great show for you this week featuring our retro review of DreamWorks Shrek 2. Yeah, can't wait. You like that? Yeah. Do you like that rhyming retro review of Shrek 2? Oh, I didn't even pick that up. Wow. You can't pick I'm it Jimmy up. I'm Jimmy Uthi, I didn't pick up on it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this review going. That one movie podcast. Just kidding, Holden, because we have the times. Oh, we sure do. You caught me off guard. The Toms, the Toms, the Toms, the Toms. Toms is a rapid fire game in which we rate the news from this week. Oh my gosh. You get that it? is like the third week in a row. I went through like 10 Maybe weeks. Maybe I should just do the intro from now on. Huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm really turning <laughs> into Old and Sutter, that's for sure. <laughs> I had like 10 weeks where I just nailed it every time in a row, but the last three weeks have been off. Toms is a rapid fire game in which we rate news from this week in the world of entertainment on a scale of three famous Toms. Brokaw, Bombadil, and Bergeron. Brokaw is the highest rating. Bombadil is the lowest, and Bergeron is somewhere in between. Olden, let's get started. That oh, yeah. still wasn't any good. <laughs> What's going on? I'm off my game. It's We're recording later than usual. We are. Because I was too busy Sunday night. Yeah, we usually record Sunday nights, or we have been since coming back to school, but uh, holding the sandbagger, holding Sutter. I had a lot of homework to do and stuff. I... Also, it's a uh, happy late National Podcast Day. Yeah, that was that's yesterday. Right. That's a September thirtieth. Too bad we couldn't record yesterday. Well, you're celebrating today. Yeah. Thank you. Maybe it's like 2027. You're celebrating today anyway. Yeah, maybe. Happy all the National Podcast Days you missed. You're making up for it right now, Holden. We just watched the Birds of Prey trailer. Oh, yeah. Let's start off with the Toms with that, since that is fresh. It's fresh today. We're getting it to you. We couldn't have gotten this to you if you didn't wait. That's true. That silver lining right there. Holden, what are your overall thoughts here? I think it looks kind of bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, it's, I think the trailer is, I think the trailer itself is okay, but it, it reminds me just too much of Suicide Squad. And the way it presents itself, it just looks like it. I mean, obviously, in a way, it is a kind of continuation of Suicide Squad, but like, especially visually, it just looks like a Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, I think the beginning of the trailer is really dumb. When she's like, Harley Quinn. I, what you is know what, that? You know what Harley Quinn means? It means you're a supporter. That's yeah. our Harley Quinn. I broke Mr. up. Mr. J. Mr. J. <laughs> I broke up with the Joker. <laughs> with their, like, me. New York accent yeah i broke up with the joke i can't do the voice with the new york accent it's one or the other (laughs) hey i'm walking here hey i broke up with the joker what can i say (laughs) (laughs) i'm ollie quinn what do you want me what do you want me told me it's not me it's him you know (laughs) 
cliche. I was cliche as it goes. That's my new. Yeah. That's my new Marco Robbie impersonation. <laughs> so we're gonna lock that one in. Mar- Margot Robbie is she's a good actress. Um, and she she really likes hamming it up and as Harley Quinn. But I don't I don't know. I, okay, I like the idea of Harley Quinn as a character. I don't necessarily like how she has been acted in the yeah film. as like that kind of annoying high pitched New York accent yeah or Jersey whatever you want to call it that I uh, I she just can, don't she can like have in, that uh, to me she can have that voice but she just needs to like be more interesting I don't I still just find it obnoxious a little bit but like. I mean, a lot of people like that. So I mean, I it, like I have no problem with them portraying that it as that because that's faithful to what it has been since what the nineties. Yeah, yeah. When she was created, so I mean, but I like the I like the idea of that character. She's just always been kind of this one thing. I'd like to see more of a different take on her. Yeah. Um, because like the animated series, the Arkham games the you know suicide squad they've all pretty much They're been all pretty the, much the same character the same so and i mean margot robbie matches that persona very well yeah. interacting i just think it's a little obnoxious and a little comic booky but maybe yeah. this is maybe this is the comic booky thing they're going with and we'll if they can pull off that tone it works like it works in the arkham games because it's it has that balance of realism and comic book they um this one, I Suicide Squad didn't have that good balance for me. Suicide Squad is one out of ten. Uh, I will say that I like this trailer better than the Suicide Squad trailer. Uh, contrary to a lot of the popular opinion, people seem to like the Suicide Squad trailer, even if they didn't like the movie. I thought the trailer... People were excited, at least. After- I, I was cautiously optimistic with watching it, because I was like, it doesn't look very good, but I went into Suicide Squad wanting it to be good, and it just wasn't. Yeah, I, I didn't. I mean, the movie's not good. I don't hate it as I much as it. you do. Um, Killer Croc, what is he doing? Am I right? Isn't that a thing? <laughs> yeah, he was in that. Um, um, the the other birds of prey in this trailer, like who are they? Yeah, they They're, don't they, even like. It's basically seems like it's a it's a um, Harley Quinn movie, which even there's like a subtitle. Yeah, the, she's not even like she's she's part of the subtitle. It's got the long and subtitle the, and thing the, that make it look like of one Harley Quinn or whatever. Yeah. Um, the only one I even recognized was Huntress, and that's just because one of the characters at one point has like a little hand crossbow, and that's like what Huntress has. And I know she's a, a birds of prey, a bird of prey. Uh, but I don't like. I don't even know who the other ones are supposed to be in this. I don't think Oracle's in it because why would Oracle. why would Oracle be in it? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, um, Ewan McGregor's in it. You didn't know he was yeah, in it. How did I forget he was in this movie? <laughs> He's playing Black Mask. Uh, That's right. I knew yeah. that. Yeah. Was he wearing a black mask at no. all? No. It's probably something you'll put on at the end of the movie or something. <laughs> oh, better than that than blackface. Yeah. So that's all mm. I gotta say. Yeah. That would be uh. just like the 1950s version of Birds of Prey. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so good thing this movie's being made in two, 2019. Yeah, for sure. Uh... I, one thing that stood out from, to me from the trailer and the title is this movie seems to want to think it's a good movie. Like, yeah. it wants to think that it's all of this cultured, but sort of refined it, no. thing when, like, I, it, it has, like, the old tune in it. Yeah. Like, like to make it seem like it's like this it's, it kind of it, it seemed like other. what Joker did. 
kind of. Yeah, I tried to mimic it's the much Joker. less successful. Yeah, but like the actual movie's like stepping on a guy's balls. Yeah, <laughs> isn't uh, this fun? I think I think we should have a sleepover. Huh? <laughs> Let's get some pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Harley Quinn. Um, <laughs> you know, I've the, broken up with the Joker. You know, <laughs> new She keeps mentioning that in the trailer too. I've broken up with the Joker. Um, yeah, very exposition-heavy trailer, which is you know whatever. But it seemed very cliche. Like if someone w- sat down to write a Birds of Prey trailer, yeah. like the first thirty <laughs> seconds of this is, exa- is exactly what I would expect anyone with a pencil to write. This movie might be R-rated. I, I would remember. hope so. Oh I think goodness. it is. If it's not based on the trailer, that's the, a missed opportunity. I don't know. The trailer kind of gave. I mean, admittedly, it's not a red band trailer or anything, so I don't know um, exactly. But it didn't really give off the vibe. Like it, it kind of seemed like it would be dumbed down for PG thirteen. But because that, that's what happened to Suicide Squad, right? Yeah. Because some people I, thought is, Suicide Squad was I don't understand why studios are doing this because R-rated movies are doing very well. Yeah. Like, you look at Venom. You look at It. I mean, it. There's Venom n- wasn't R-rated. Venom was PG-13. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. That's a bad example. <laughs> That's Never an mind. example that was of a- them dumbing it down, <laughs> and it's still very successful. <laughs> Me argues against the other side with a valid point for the other side. <laughs> Never mind. That's That makes sense for them to dumb it down to PG-13. I don't want them to. I just though. checkmated myself. Yeah, great job. <laughs> you didn't even have to defend the other <laughs> side. I just, I won that argument against myself. Uh, yeah, I'm overall gonna give this a Bergeron. Yeah, same. I mean, maybe it'll maybe it'll come out and be good. In which case, I'm excited for it. I guess because anything you McGregor's in, I love that man. So I'll be okay with it. It's mostly for him. Speaking of things that are going to come out and be good, Holden, Ooh. we got a new trailer for The Last of Us Part 2 oh, as, sure well, as well as some gameplay footage, a, a release date earlier mm. than even the rumors had yeah. suggested, February 21st, 2020, Holden, just a few months away now. I know. Uh, like you said, you're not even going to be playing it until the summer anyway. No, nope, probably not. You... Got a couple months after uh, Death Stranding, which I'm more excited for. I'm not actually more excited for it, but... Not know. more excited for Death Stranding? I'm not more excited for Death Stranding. I really? Don't that surprised me. I don't know. Well, maybe I am. Uh, I'm I'm more curious about Death Stranding. I can guess what I'm going to get from Last of Us Part 2, but Death Stranding, I just really don't I have any idea. Masterpiece. Uh, some of the highlights of the demo that they were showing and that some people got the their hands on from like IGN and GameSpot and whatever. Uh, brand new or more, much more intelligent AI. Mm-hmm. Like the AI is pretty good in the original Last of Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like uh, an unprecedented level. Like they have names. The communication between AI is remarkable. They're flanking you. It's very, they humanize them. It's like, so the violence in this game is going to be like, it's going to hit you because you're literally like, People are going to react emotionally to, like, the death of people in their groups mm. with, like, their names. They're, it's just going to feel very realistic, but in a oh, gamey man. way, you know? Yeah. Like, it's still going to be that video game of... It's not going to be, like, Rockstar, which is ultra yeah, realistic. Yeah. I think this is still going to be gamey enough that it's that perfect balance. Uh, there's like gonna Naughty be, Dog does. Speaking of naughty dogs, you're going to have to fight some dogs, Holden. (laughs) That's part of the new AI. They have smell, so now you can't just be quiet and lurk around. 
Great. The first one, they can smell you too. Can you uh, shadow the Tomb Raider it and just lather yourself up in mud? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> um, and the heartbreaking thing is they're going to have emotional reactions if you take out the owner. Uh, they'll be like smelling them and like looking around trying to figure out what's wrong. Oh no! And or if you take out the dog, then the owner is gonna like break down in an emotional. Uh, you know, I don't want to play this game anymore. I Jimmy. know. It's like just talking about it makes me so sad. I don't. And then like so you're. It's again. It's making the violence much more real. Like because I think, which is in, in, an interesting take. Because you have on one hand you have like the Call of Duty, mm. that or the you know. Counter Strike or whatever kids are playing these days. glorifies so. violence, teaches Glor- people to kill. You know, Boy, I tell you, Joker. Eighty million people are gonna die yeah. because of the Joker. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, I just think bringing that human element into the violence is very interesting, and uh, I think it's you know I think that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, make it. Make, It'll be interesting make, for remind sure. Remind you that violence I'm going to cry is while killing terrible. a dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. I'm going to try to play this game and killing as few dogs as I can. Because mm-hmm. I have, for some reason, weird emotional attachments to video game simulation things. It's I'm like, just saying, dogs are better than people, so uh, don't kill the dogs, kill the people. That's what I'm going to try to do. That goes for real life, too. <laughs> I'm, I'm an advocate of not killing anybody <laughs> okay okay i'm just gonna throw that I out mean, there maybe um but like i think i'm probably gonna play this game trying to kill the fewest people and dogs i can sure sure like in red dead i was like i did all the good things because i just felt bad like i can't play the villain yeah in games no man i not if i have like the choice you know like if i am the villain i can be the villain but if you know this uh if I have the choice i can't do it i'm sorry i feel bad for the simulated yeah people because i we're in a simulation you know we are we all are uh so the other points of the game increased verticality uh ellie can jump now which i guess is not a thing and you just climb yeah, no, in the first game jump. uh so that changes things Kratos bigger can't jump open environments uh while still retaining a focused linear narrative so i've heard this game is like the rumor is like 25 to 30 hours long, mm-hmm. but the replayability and the variation between gameplay is insane just because of how big some environments are. I'm so like set in my ways whenever I play a game like this that gives me options. I just play it like the same way every time. <laughs> every time? <laughs> I don't well, know. I mean, I'm in this game. I'm one of my favorite things about the original Last of Us game is that all the exploration and like finding all the loot and finding all the notes and interesting stories sure that kind of build this world for you and it seems like that is just like tenfold in this game because the areas are really big but then also neil Druckmann, the game um the game director was very much like at the same time we created like an open game but still with the same narrative focus and we still have the same like signature naughty dog set pieces mm-hmm. and that just gets me really excited like the naughty dog set pieces oh yeah you do so overall i'm giving this a thomas two thumbs up broca i'll give it a thomas broca one thumb up you just have to spite me don't you <laughs> Uh, some more a couple more pieces of gaming news before we get on to the movie news of the week we have a lot of news this week yeah Holden. I'll probably make up for next week uh, because it'll be less time. Yeah, Uh, Oculus demonstrated how in the near future, the Oculus Quest, you will not have to use, like, the controllers that come with it. You can just use your hands. 
But that sounds like the Connect. <laughs> but it, but you just it's just the Quest. It's just the headset. So somehow mm. the headset tracks your hands. I feel like this is not going to work very well. I don't know. Oculus has proven themselves to be pretty capable when uh, developing new uh, VR technology. So maybe that's true. But like, how many games are going to develop just for the Oculus? And because beyond that you don't have like the buttons anymore so like sometimes you'd hit a button and that would change what's going on so how sure. do you like you can't hit a button there's no button on your hands do you have to like yeah i don't know that'll be weird you know transport our mind into the game yeah like uh striking vipers yeah. this is cool i'm gonna give it a brokaw i'll give it a brokaw too because that you know that's just that extra level of immersion that we come uh, to expect Hold on, the game you are most excited for, the media you're most excited for more than anything, Jedi Fallen Order, <laughs> uh, came out with a new trailer. Did you even see it? Nope. Yeah, I, I didn't even know there was a new one. Yeah, it's very bland, in my opinion. It's very much, it kind of is a, like a story trailer, and it's very much, you're the Jedi, there's the bad guy, red lightsaber, blue lightsaber. Wow. It looks so generic and bland. And oh, I'm this like, game's did gonna they be get game the, of the year though, Jimmy? Did they get like the Battlefront Two campaign writers to get to, to write the story? Because it just looks so generic. There doesn't look like any moral ambiguity, or even if there is, just not compelling. And can't wait. I this game. The more they show of it, the less excited I am about it. Mm -hmm. So. I'm gonna give this a. I'm gonna give it a Bombadil, man. I'll give it a Bombadil too. Make a good single-player Star Wars game. Give it over to Naughty Dog. EA, just give it to yeah. Give it to Naughty Dog, or uh, uh, San, Punch. Santa Monica. Yeah. Now nah, they gotta make God of War two slash five. Gods of Wars. Gods of Wars. Yeah. Uh. All right. That's enough gaming news. We're not that one gaming podcast. Yeah, we aren't. It's not yet. We'll Back have a to top. Holding some interesting Star Wars news. We got a couple more pieces of Star Wars news for you. Quit looking at... You're cheating. You're looking at my <laughs> notes. Don't no, I know what you're going to say before you say it. Jeez. Say what you're going to say. Bob Iger, a.k.a. Robert Allen Iger, revealed that George Lucas felt, quote, betrayed by Disney with the sequel uh, trilogy. Mm -hmm. He revealed this in his new book about being a CEO. Cool, I'm a CEO. My name is Bob Iger. My name is Bob Iger. I own Disney. Uh, uh, the coming of age of one Harley Quinn. <laughs> <laughs> the emancipation. <laughs> yeah, whatever it's called. Um, anyway, he said that George Lucas did not hide his frustration with it, mm -hmm. how he didn't think it added anything new, which it kind of didn't. But he's also like, hey, you have to look at it from our perspective. Like, we wanted we it want to it. feel familiar, but kind of pass it on. We don't um, want to use your stupid ideas, George. <laughs> yeah. So George Lucas, I couldn't find the article that I'd seen this in because I was going to pull some quotes from it. But anyway, George Lucas, they bought George Lucas's outlines for 789. And they were like, George, look, we'll buy these from you. We're not going to use them. Like, we're not contractually obli obligated to use yeah. these. And he's like, okay, fine. And... In these scripts, apparently George Lucas revealed that the storyline was about like how there were it was exploring kind of the midichlorians mm. and how there were like these other microbiological things that 
communicate with the midichlorians he basically said hey look had they made my 789 people would have hated it at least as much as some people hate the new stuff so whatever yeah but um i just think like george if you sell it you kind of just have to be at peace with that and i think yeah. he is at that point now yeah it's just maybe not at first he wasn't yeah and i like i don't think the sequel the trilogy is flawless by no. any means and except for last jedi which is a perfect <laughs> movie um but <laughs> you know i think disney is and disney really kind of butchered a lot of the the spin-off stuff and all that too mm -hmm. and tried to kind of marvel fi everything too soon before they knew what they were actually doing didn't have a very good plan so they kind of they kind of botched it but you know i definitely see both where both sides are coming from neither side is entirely right neither side is entirely wrong mm -hmm. i'm gonna give this story a bergeron because I, I want everybody to be happy i'm gonna give it a broca because george lucas you're old and crazy <laughs> keep at it george <laughs> kevin feige is making a star wars movie holden he's producing it he is a massive fan, apparently, according wow. to Robert Allen. Uh, so this makes sense. Apparently, he told an unidentified major actor that he has them in mind to play Keanu a Reeves. role. Keanu Reeves. Do you think it is? I don't Keanu know. Reeves. They were saying they were trying to find him a spot in the MCU, but maybe they're just like, put him in Star Wars. There you go. That'd be cool. I hope it's Keanu Reeves. I love Keanu Reeves. Keanu I just Reeves wanted to play John Star Wick Wars. in space. <laughs> John Wick 4 is going to be in space. <laughs> lots and lots of lightsabers. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this a Broca. Kevin Feige is good at yeah, what he does. He's a good, smart guy. He's not, he's not replacing Kathleen Kennedy like a lot of people want him to, no. I guess. Although I'm, he's probably going to have a big hand in it. Uh, in just Star Wars overall? Yeah, I think so. You think so? If this if this movie that he's working on ends up being successful and well-received, yeah. What, Lucasfilm, what are you doing? Like, what is actually happening? I don't they know. have three things in development for the distant future. And we don't know of anything. Like, the only thing we're getting from Star Wars anytime soon is, like, TV show stuff. Yeah. I think and, they and should just... The last movie, but. Figure out what you're doing before you announce everything, I think. Um... All right, that's enough Star Wars stuff. Did we give we give I gave that Broca Broca two thumb two thumbs up Tom Thomas Thomas two thumbs up Broca Thomas this Tuesday thing's not working out for me, Olden Thomas Thomas thumbs up Thumbus Tom's up Broca. All right, Holden. Some great news this week. Spider-Man's back. In the he MCU. is. He's back. He's back. Woohoo! We were there. Holden and I. Holden was talking to Sony. I was talking to Disney. And we were Free. like, hey, guys, just sort it out. Just, you know, just figure it out. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. They're not mad at you. It's okay. Disney, you don't need all the money. Yeah, Disney. Let Sony have some of the market. It's okay. <laughs> It'll be all right. Um, the third movie is set to be released in July 2021. Mm. Wow, that's exciting. That's sooner than I thought. Yeah, and uh, John Watts, the director of the first two, is in talks to direct another one. All right, good for him. He's Noah Webb, the guy who did Mark the Webb. Mark Webb, who did the Amazing Spider-Man. He's certainly not. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> I'm gonna give this a Thomas T 
two thumbs up broke oh off. yeah you better believe Man, it i was so happy jimmy texted me friday morning it was like waking up for christmas i was like oh my god and then i went and looked at a, a website and i was like oh boy oh nelly what, what website like were you looking at, Holden? This mm. better be appropriate for the podcast. <laughs> it's probably like IGN. <laughs> okay. uh, Travis Knight, the director of Kubo and the Two Strings, which is apparently good. Haven't seen it. Mm. As well as Bumblebee, which you've seen yeah. and liked. That's pretty good. It's definitely the best Transformers it. movie. Uh, he is the next person to sign on as director for the Uncharted movie, replacing right. Dan Trachtenberg. Uh, who was on the last one? He did Clover, 10 Cloverfield Lane and the playtest episode of Black Mirror. I, um, <laughs> so, this is another one. There's been like uh, four or five at this point. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, he sticks because they have another competent director. This yeah. movie is apparently coming out like next year. Yeah, it's so not. It's not there's coming no out. Way. There's no way. Um, like, production is supposed to start in like a couple months. So yeah. That's not um, happening. Yeah. I mean, he's. He definitely did the best he could with Bumblebee. Uh, <laughs> he definitely made he, a Transformers He definitely movie. did. Well, I mean, he had to stay within the realms of what was already established, but it was also kind of a soft reboot of Transformers. But he, kind he of did a soft reboot of Transformers. <laughs> kind of. Um, the... The I, I the article that I saw about this it was an article that IBN or IBN what the IMDb had, <laughs> IBM <laughs> IBM irritable bowel movement um, ICBM <laughs> ICBM um, no it was on IMDb and it was a featured article and it said like <laughs> Travis Knight director of Bumbly 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 it was B U M B L E E <laughs> it was a featured article and I was like and it I'm stayed what, that way I'm for like it was it was just on IMDb it was I, probably bumbling. a variety variety article or something and it was stayed that way for a long time I was like how do you just publish something like that bumbly those um, hacks I could see IGN do it but yeah, you what IMDb the, what's going on as a journalism major I find that just despicable. Well, as a secondary education and history major, I also find that despicable so, me three. <laughs> I'm giving that headline. Ooh, baby. <laughs> that head- Little girls. Little girls. Bob, okay. That, I can't do the guru. <laughs> that, he- that headline gets a bombadil. Yeah. But bombadil. the uh, Travis Knight, you know, Brokaw, good for him. Travis Knight. He's our watchful protector. He certainly A is. hero we deserve but not the one we need that one the he is the travis knight Holden james wan revealed that his next film is called malignant which he describes as Gesundheit. a hard r a hard r thriller wow james wan of course is the director behind the greatest movie of all time saw, saw. 2004 Coincidentally, we are also reviewing another film from 2004. Doing a little bit of 2004 trivia <laughs> coming up hot for you. It's pretty soon. Uh, Malignant, of course, kind of references disease. Maybe it's an idea. What do you think, Holden? Are you excited for a James Wan movie? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got. I'm going to give this... Uh, Thomas, two thumbs up broke up because you know what i really like james Wan. he's a good director never saw aquaman which i heard a is winner. a is a is a bad script but james Wan literally did everything he could to make it a decent movie it's all right oh it's a pretty bad movie holden's um, got some raisins 
I do have some raisins. I'm eating on the podcast again. Got some raisins. He's really drinking raisin, a diet Pepsi. Raisin the bar. Mm. I'll give this a, a, a broca for James Wan. Yeah, there you go. Holden, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum, and Laura Dern, a.k.a. the big three mm-hmm. from the original Jurassic Park movie, 1993, are returning in key mm. roles for Jurassic World 3, directed by none other than None other than Colin Trevorrow. Incredible. What do you think, Holden? Basically, we're doing a direct sequel to Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, I guess whatever. That doesn't get me any more excited for it after the disaster that was Jurassic World 2. You know what? As much as I don't like Jurassic World 2, I like what they set up for the third movie. I like that Colin Trevorrow, not the best director in the world got fired from disney but who hasn't at this point um but jurassic world one i thought was competent enough so that's good um if it's this is more of a direct sequel to the first one i think i'm more interested because i really don't care about any of the characters from jurassic world chris Mm -mm. pratt and bryce dallas howard yeah don't care about either of them don't care about the little uh whatever girl who's just like a test tube person literally oh, yeah, synthetic. I that was a plot point <laughs> the second movie is so bad oh my <laughs> gosh uh i'm excited for all those things so i'm gonna give this actually a broca i think i was sitting bergeron before but i'm gonna give it a bergeron i'm it makes me more interested in the next movie and i yeah, hope it's good it, it, it increases my interest from zero to one so wow that's harsh. Did you see the Jurassic World short film that Colin Trevorrow directed? Nope. The director of the movie did it. It's called Battle at Big Rock. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> I don't really know why they did it. There's some plot holes in it that you're like, what are you doing? What are you doing, your family, and in this RV park with the Tyrannosaurus Rex? What are you doing? What are you doing? That's what I got to say. Holden, did you know that everybody's going to die because of the Joker movie? I did. I heard about this. Well, WB issued a statement expressing that Joker is not an endorsement of real world violence. That's good. Mm-hmm. I like my movies to not endorse real world violence. Same here. Um, this is their statement. Gun violence in our society is a critical issue, and we extend our deepest sympathy to all victims and families impacted by these tragedies, referring to the Dark Knight Rises mm-hmm. theater uh, massacre. Uh, our company has a long history of donating to victims of violence, including Aurora, where this took place. Uh, and, in, and in recent weeks, our parent company joined other business leaders to call on policymakers to enact bipartisan legislation to address this epidemic. At the same time, Warner Bros. believes that one of the functions of storytelling is to, pr- to provoke difficult conversations around complex issues. Make no mistake, neither neither the fictional character Joker nor the film is an endorsement of real-world violence of any kind. It is not the intention of the film, the filmmakers, or the studio to hold this character up as a hero. End quote, Holden. That's their statement. So dumb. Like, I, I, I'm good for Warner Bros. for coming out and having that statement because I get that they have to have it. But this whole controversy is so stupid. It goes back to when, you know, like The Hunt or whatever that movie was called was pulled uh, from yeah. theaters this fall. Um, the Hunt like for the fact, October. The fact that people think that a movie like this, which is heavily based on Scorsese movies from like the 70s and 80s, thinks that this is going to be like this 
like this catalyst for more gun violence. It's dumb. It's dumb that people think movies have that effect on people. It's dumb that people like and or think that about video games as well. Whenever someone has, uh, whenever someone has blamed a movie or video game as a cause for why they sh- like did a shooting or whatever, or, uh, it's always they other ha- they had other mental health issues as well, and that's not something that we address enough in our society. So I'm. That's me me going on a rant. Mental health is what needs to be addressed instead. Yeah, I think, look, I think movies definitely influence people, and I think video games do, but, like, those aren't the root causes. No. I think there are bigger issues at hand here. I'm, I don't want to get super political in this, well, but, I like, <laughs> I just think you, like, movies by themselves are not causing the violence. No. And if you look at places in other countries that don't have the same problems as the United States has, I would look at what they are doing and why they don't have the violence that we have here and some of the problems we have here. That's where I will leave that, and you can take that wherever you think. Especially since these movies are being shown overseas and stuff as well, and it's obviously not having an effect. And and, um, the United States is having a problem with mass shooting, so we got to figure it out. Yeah, figure I'm it out. I'm not a big fan of these mass shootings, I tell you, Holden. <laughs> wow, what a what a hot take. <laughs> I'll, you know, I said it once and I'll say it again. I am against mass shootings. I do not like Warner Brothers condone real world violence. Good. There you Me, go. M- neither do I. Wow. We are a really progressive podcast. We are. Uh so broke off for WB for standing up for freedom of speech i would say like you, what are you gonna yeah. do censor movies this isn't the 1930s okay yeah i i think it's i think it was a better stance than what what whoever distributed the hunt did yeah who was that i don't know who that was e- warner brothers <laughs> <laughs> i hope it's not kind of contradict themselves huh universal maybe uh all right last piece of news here Got some news about the Batman. I probably should have said this along with the Birds of Prey thing, but we added that last second, so forgive me. Or don't. You don't have to, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Jonah Hill is rumored to be in talks to play the Riddler and Matt Reeves, the Batman. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, who plays Bernard in Westworld. He's like the techie guy who explains everything. Movies. He's in Game Night as well. Uh, He's also rumored to play Commissioner Gordon. So, Holden, what do you... What are your thoughts on these casting decisions? Um, well, I like I like the idea of uh, Bernard being uh, Commissioner Gordon. I do too. I think he's going to have good chemistry with Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. as well. Um, I think he's a very good actor. Um, but uh, Jonah Hill as Riddler, I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't want a campy Riddler. I'm done with the campy Riddler. I don't you know. think they will do campy Riddler because I mean Jonah Hill can do like more serious acting yeah i just don't see him as in like an intimidating serious mm-hmm. riddler, riddler though you know what i'm yeah, saying I like know. i can only see him kind of more the campy route i don't know yeah you know i agree saying? though i i don't i don't know i'd rather they get someone else but i'm gonna get i'm overall well. gonna give this to brokaw yeah but you know and maybe he surprises us mm-hmm. surprises us you never know Heath Ledger proved us wrong. Oh, yeah, he sure did. Ben Affleck Not me. was I didn't sure care. good of a Batman. 
It was all right. <laughs> he's better than everybody thought he was going to be. Apparently. That's true. There you go. That's Tom's. Tom's. Holden Sutter, you ready for a random segment this week? We're going to be. I sure am, Jimmy. We're going to be playing together. Come on down. We're doing more trivia. Remember, sure. we, remember what we said last week about trivia? That holds true. If you don't know what we're talking about, because you just have to listen to the random thing last rem- week. I don't remember what you said, so I'm going to just roll with I it. I said every time we play oh. trivia, you mean you know something about us the week earlier or whatever. Oh, that we weren't prepared. Well, there you said it. No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess now you don't have to go back and listen. But we played a trivia game last week. It was pretty fun. It was. If you like listening to just random segments, uh, go listen to the last one, man. We still get that full listen. Yeah. <laughs> Just download the episode, us. man. So, we don't even care. Yeah. So today we are reviewing Shrek Dose, as I like to say. Shrek 2, uh, which came out in 2004, I believe. I didn't even double check that. Yeah, it's 2004. It's 2004. So we're going to play some 2004 trivia to test our knowledge. I was I turned seven in 2004. Holden, you turned five. Yes. <laughs> Can you thing. do simple subtraction? Yeah. yeah. Okay. At the very end of 2004, I turned five. All right. So I have the questions over here. I have the answers over here, Holden. Okay. Uh, you'll have to answer the first one because I actually saw the answer for it. So okay. it says, question number one, what do you think was the scientific breakthrough of 2004 according to the U- U.S. journal Science? Um. Uh, and as a picture of Mars. There's water on Mars? There's water on Mars. Is that Roman. it? Yeah, that's yeah. correct. We are one for one. Uh, who claimed gold in the men's 100-meter freestyle at the Athens Olympics? It's got a picture of a guy, and it doesn't look like Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt. <laughs> he does not look like Usain <laughs> Bolt either. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to say Michael Phelps. <laughs> yeah, Michael Phelps. That's Maybe good... he looked a lot different. The Peter Von Den Hugenbond. Okay. Oh, that was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> so we're, we're one for two. I wonder if he's Dutch? Sounds... Peter Von Den Hugen... Hugen what? Von Dinklage. <laughs> Von P- Peter Von, Von Dinklage. Peter Van Den Hugenbond. I'm trying to look him up. Was it D? Who gone? Who gone Bond? All right. Wow. We got some. This he's Dutch. Listening. Yeah, he's Dutch. Wow. Glad we, glad we cleared that up. <laughs> His birthday was March 14th, 1978. He's 6'4", 176 pounds. He's a pretty light guy. He's all In terms trim. of weight. And contrary to popular opinion, he does not look like Usain Bolt. <laughs> all right. One lost... What is this question? Oh, which means of internet communication really came of age in 2004? Facebook. Internet communication in 2004? It was not Facebook. Facebook? No, what are you talking about? I'm kidding. AOL? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Right? Well, email. Email slash AOL. This is a throwback for all you listeners from 2004. The blog. Okay. (laughs) Hey. One for three. We can, we can get this. Uh, who is this? I don't. One lost the election and the other became Times Person of the Year. Who? What? 
one lost the election and the other and became times person of the year is it well the person who lost the u.s election in 2004 in the picture it says it has here is john Kerry. john Kerry, something Kerry. al gore it's not al gore it's <laughs> john i think his name john Kerry. it's Kerry. uh is it his wife or something was time I, person of the year i don't just look at the, the carries jim Kerry. John Kerry and George Bush. Sorry this quiz sucks. Yeah. I'm going to give us that one. We're two for four. All right. Which country, among many, was considered to be the humanitarian disaster area of 2004? Oh, was this like a hurricane? I want to say like Indonesia. Yeah, go with Indonesia. There was a hurricane. Sudan. Sudan. Ooh. Nope, that wasn't That's not even close. (laughs) We're <laughs> two for five. Uh, Only kind of what two are we for aiming five. for? I, I don't, don't know. Even... How many are seven. there? <laughs> Let's get seven oh out of ten. Got to get five. Lance Armstrong set a record by winning the Tour de France yet again this year. This is outdated, uh, apparently. How many times has he won it in total? <laughs> well, this is obviously pre-steroid, pre-Oprah. <laughs> Lance Armstrong. I'm going to go eight. He won it seven times, I know. But, like, is this the most... Uh, he go won with it seven. Go well, with he's six. technically won it zero times now. Go with six. I'm going with seven, but the official answer now is zero because he's stripped okay. of all his medals. Uh, it is six. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I'm going to look. Did you see the answer? No. How many times did Lance Armstrong win the Tour de France? Man. 2002 Tour de France is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Lance Armstrong has won it no times. Uh, You know, this is a big Wikipedia page. Why is there not just a... Just it doesn't matter, Jimmy. Yes, it does. God. Just keep going. Peter Van Den Hoogenbond. <laughs> <laughs> we got it right. We're three for six. What is the infamous date, eleventh March, two thousand four, known for? Three eleven. March eleventh. Isn't that is that the attack in Norway? Terrorist attack. I have no idea. I want to say it was a I terrorist attack why. in Norway. Uh, answer number seven. The bombings on the trains in Madrid. Oh, so okay. I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> Sorry, Madrid. Okay, we were seven and five respectively. Okay, so we're three for seven. Uh, so we should aim for six, right? Well, that means we'd have to get the rest of them right. Uh, which natural natural disaster struck the Haitian town of Ganaibes? G O N A I B E S. In the autumn, killing 2,000 with 1,000 missing, presumed dead. Well, the earthquake hadn't happened yet. So was it like a hurricane or was it a a hurricane? Or was it a tsunami? A hurricane. Hurricane? Probably. Well, you say hurricane and I'll say tsunami. So together we'll get it right. All right. Hurricane. Uh oh, there's wait, how many questions are there? There's eighteen. I thought there were ten. We don't have to do all of them. Yeah, we do. No. <laughs> Last Tango in Paris and The Godfather were two of the films this deceased actor was in. Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando. That's correct. Good yep, job on easy. us. We have how many? 
I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go back and Let's count. Let's say them. we've got five. I think we do have five. Yes. Out of nine? Five out of nine. That's pretty good. Where were 300 people killed in September by Chechen, Chechen rebels? Chechen. Czech. <laughs> the Czech, the Czech Republic. Republic or Slovakia. Beslin, Russia. Five yep. for ten. Got it. Which big computer-based companies made peace? Apple and Microsoft. Probably. Sun Microsystems. Oh, <laughs> never mind. I've never heard of Sun Microsystems. We're five for 11. It had a picture of Bill Gates there. Who was allowed out of his house to die in Paris? Roman Polanski. <laughs> I don't know who that picture is. We're going to find out. We're five for 11. It's Yasser Arafat. Okay. Uh, Edward Munch's iconic depiction of alienation and despair was stolen from an Oslo gallery in August. What's the name of the painting screen? Scream. Did I say his name right? Munch the Scream. Yep, we got it. Six for 13. Scream how many two. new countries joined the European community on May 1st, and how many are there now? I don't know. That seems outdated. We're not going to answer that one. What did Mizuki Naguchi... What did Mizuki Naguchi achieve this year? R running? Uh, so it's a picture of her running. I'm going to say I fastest. I bet Thomas Ward, who listens to our podcast, knows this one. Why? Because he does cross country and running and stuff. I feel like a lot of people who did that would not know who Mizuki Naguchi he's like, he's is from big, He's big into the I'm running gonna culture. I'm going to say she set the record for female marathon there time. We go. Let's see. 10, wait, oh, she won women's Olympic marathon. I'm going to give that to us. All right, that's good enough. Like we're 7 of 14. Um, in which country was there the starting discovery bones of a small species of human, Homo floresiensis, floresiensis that stocked the island of Flores 18,000 years ago? I saw the answer on accident, so you're going to have to answer this one. Uh, Sicily. Nope, it's Indonesia. Oh, which country uh, had controversial elections at the end of the year? Does it just show the picture of the country? What country is that? I Can't tell. cannot tell. Is that Iran or something? Uh, I don't think that's no. Iran. Where is is that in? It's like I can't tell how big the country is because it's a very blurry, tiny picture. Ukraine. Is it? Go with Ukraine. Ukraine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. What was the tragic end to 2004? December 31st. <laughs> <laughs> Say that. <laughs> it's uh, probably going to be something really sad. The tsunami in the Pacific Ocean. There was a tsunami. Okay. But it wasn't Haiti. Pacific No. I know. I knew that it wasn't Haiti. I was thinking in Indonesia. So I think we got about 100% on that one. Yeah. Give or take 17 out of 17. So there you go. We, for being 7 and 5, we were pretty up with the times, <laughs> I tell you. <ya. laughs> right. Well, what a great random segment. <laughs> Let's review Shrek 2. All right, Holden. Shrek 2, we're going to go right into spoilers since this movie <laughs> came out in 2004. Yeah. You've either seen it ye or you haven't. Or you haven't. Or you haven't. <laughs> or you, you haven't. 
Yeah, this is a it movie about you. You be the scene that you haven't at this point, huh? <laughs> Arthur Quinn. Uh, there's Arthur there, Quinn. Hey, what can I say? <laughs> you you be the scene struck to or you haven't by now. There's a. Uh, there's not really a lot to spoil in this movie. I mean, um, there's like one thing at the end that we'll talk about, but it's there's not nothing that surprising of, no. that happens in this movie. So no. even if it is spoiled and you haven't seen it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna recap this story here. For right. The synopsis, right. just the synopsis. Uh, you know, get your mind back in that 2004 mindset. After returning from their honeymoon and showing home videos to their friends, Shrek and Fiona learn that her parents have heard that she was married, her that she had married her true love and wished to invite him to their kingdom called Far Far Away. The catch is Fiona's parents are unaware of the curse that struck their daughter and have assumed she married Prince Charming, not a seven hundred pound ogre, with horrible hygiene and a talking donkey pal. Holden, what did you is think? Is he actually 700 pounds? I guess. He doesn't look like it. Oh. Is that, did you just copy that from the internet? Yeah, that's oh, the okay. official synopsis. Oh, okay. Um, so we... I copy everything from the internet, <laughs> Holden. <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Don't actually just, plagiarize just to, cl- just to clarify. Um, we watched this movie Friday, Saturday. Mm, Saturday night? Saturday. It was a wild night, I tell you. Yeah, I can't even remember. Um, I had it, I had it on DVD. <laughs> we watched it full screen. <laughs> full screen DVD. Yeah, so Alden brings up the DVD from his from his home in Lincoln, Nebraska. He's yeah. like, I got it. And then we start watching it. I'm like, Alden, is this full screen? <laughs> <laughs> Full screen, which is, is for, it was like a trend for DVDs for some reason. For like five years. Yeah. Like between 2002 and 2007. Boy, I tell you, full my, screen DVDs were In my defense, I got this movie at a garage sale several years ago before I even cared. Um, so that's my defense for that. You know how we have like Tom Cruise going out and talking about like motion smoothing? Yeah. We need to send out Tom Cruise to talk about standard uh sta- or not standard definition but uh full screen dvds yeah god thank goodness full- that trend has gone away um it was kind of distracting in this movie although it wasn't as bad as i thought it was going to be uh it, it had a couple black sidebars that's nothing against the movie that's just the way that we watched it yeah um yeah but overall why don't you just <laughs> kick your <laughs> microphone <laughs> Alston, Alden, you're like not talking into your microphone. So I'm talking into, talk it. into it. It's no, picking it up. Looking at, yeah, but there's a difference. Believe me. Fine. You don't listen to the podcast. All right. You're right. I don't. You're um, welcome, listeners, for pointing out Holden for not talking into his microphone. Um, it makes a difference. This movie. You over- better believe it, son. <laughs> Overall, I quite liked this movie. It, it was it was quite a throwback. This is probably the one I. it's been the longest since I've seen. I've definitely seen the first one. Uh the most and probably most recently besides obviously this one now um and i used to love the third one even though the third one is objectively pretty bad from what i understand i haven't seen it in a long time but i shrek 2 is one of the ones i've seen the least um so i've definitely seen shrek 1 the most because i've seen it at least twice Mm -hmm. i had not seen this movie probably since it was in theaters in 2004 which was great because i literally did not remember anything happening like when shrek turns into a uh, a person yeah well, I, I was like, like wow I turned to Alden like, I don't remember any of this <laughs> the only thing I remembered was the giant uh, gingerbread man yeah that part's pretty that was good. it <laughs> and I remember that the fairy godmother was, and Puss in Boots were in it yeah but that yeah I didn't remember anything um, 
I'm not gonna lie, this movie got off to a rough start for me. It was yeah. a lot of like adults writing kid kid humor, you know? Yeah. That wasn't funny at all. It was just kind of a bunch of fart jokes, mm-hmm. but not tasteful fart jokes. Yeah. You know, you know there's a difference. There's a difference. You can have tasteful fart jokes. These were not tasteful fart they jokes. They certainly weren't. Um, however, as the movie went on, the satire got better mm-hmm. and the adult humor got better, I yeah. would say. It was definitely very predictable, which a lot of kids' movies are. Yeah. Um, so I won't hold too much. But it's like against it, it's not that. like gen- it's not like a generic plot really. Like it's got it's got a pretty good storyline and everything and I mean it's not like your typical kids movie formula, but it is predictable. It's just interesting to watch it as adults now cuz you watch it and it's like, "Oh wow, this is blatantly a racial allegory." Yeah. For, for those of you- <laughs> a, for like a black guy. Yeah. For those marrying you, a, a white woman and meeting her family. Yeah. That is exactly what this movie is. For those of you who don't know what we're talking about, like the way that uh, Fiona's dad like treats Shrek. Uh, it, it, at first, we kind of played it off like a joke. We're like, oh, this is just kind of like a funny joke. But it kind of goes deeper than that. And we also like one of our friends uh, sent me an article uh, that was like this whole analysis about how the like shrek meeting fiona's parents (laughs) is all like an allegory for like racial uh interracial like relationships and stuff well definitely and it but it's like and it's blatant watching it now yeah when we were you know when we were a kid we're just like high four and a half and six and a half years old that we're just like oh the king doesn't like him because he's an ogre (laughs) 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 but it was uh it's it's pretty good the way they handle it it's not like it's not like beat over your head too much, but I think it's handled pretty well. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's 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 enough that like I mean an intelligent kid could maybe pick up on it. Uh, I don't know. I think you got to be at least middle school to pick up on it. Maybe uh, if not high school. It's like Get Out before Get Out. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It is. It, you know, <laughs> that's where we really set <laughs> the standard. It really is. <laughs> Um, it's just that was just like it's just funny to watch it now because it's yeah. like wow look at all these things I definitely did not pick up on the uh, whole OJ Simpson joke the my Which, favorite part of the movie oh was yeah the, the cops parody where it was night nice so funny of cops the TV show they're, they're like it, because Donkey gets turned in when uh, uh, Shrek gets turned into a human Donkey gets turned into a, a white horse and then the, it's like a, it's like a police thing and it's like we're following a white bronco and it's like the whole aerial. <laughs> footage of oj simpson being changed. yeah and then they like go up to puss in boots and they like take out a bag of like catnip on him and they're like oh uh, definitely catnip <laughs> like drugs it's got catnip on him <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it was, was really funny the movie, that's probably. that's the best that's the best jokes right um, there that was the part that i was like anticipating but i still thought it was really funny because i remembered thinking that was very funny <laughs> the other part, the other line that we both thought thought was just like surprisingly funny, we probably thought thought it was funnier than it was. Was the line when the king is like, "Oh, I just gotta get an old breather on the ledge," you know, my old uh, crusade wound <laughs> is acting up on <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> something like the that. crusade wound. That was something because like if I had watched <laughs> that as a kid, I was I'd be like, "What the, what does that mean?" Or I wouldn't even have even thought you about it. You wouldn't have thought about it. Yeah, <laughs> but like the crusade, just thinking about like the crusades in the Shrek world, <laughs> like <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, 
also one of our friends made the <laughs> the observation that Prince Charming look, looks exactly like uh, Fiona's mom. Yeah, he does. <laughs> I can't even, like, uh, Prince Charming, I like Prince Charming as a character. He's just like a whiny mama's boy. And he's, he's like, like, he's like a whiny Jamie Lannister, you know? Yeah, he, can't, he looks kind like of. Jamie Lannister too. When Jamie Lannister had the long hair. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. Maybe Jamie Lannister was modeled after Prince Charles. I don't Ooh. think so because that the Jamie Lannister was a. Uh, no, Shrek we're talking visually. We're talking in the Game well, of Thrones the, TV show. In the books, he's that's what he looks oh like. Oh my god! <laughs> uh, what else? Do you want I'm to talk I'm about? saying that Prince Charming influenced Jamie Lannister. For me, it's like you literally have a potion for everything. Why isn't the Why does the fairy godmother need to diet? Certainly, she has a potion for dieting. Oh, yeah, because there's an ongoing joke in the movie that the fairly godmother's on a ongoing, diet. Ongoing, but it's, like, two jokes. So yeah. it's, like, and neither neither of them are funny. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. I, uh, I'm i trying to find – there was another joke that I really liked. Um, oh, there was the uh, – when when they're at the bar and, and Puss in Boots says, I hate Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That was pretty funny. There was uh, also the one I where – I hate Mondays. Uh, there was the one where uh, Gingerbread Man says he was up, we're up Chocolate Creek without a popsicle <laughs> stick. <laughs> <laughs> we're up Chocolate Creek without a popsicle stick. That was pretty funny. Not uh, the gumdrop button. <laughs> I like how our review of this movie is just recapping the jokes <laughs> in the movie. Favorite jokes. It's, um, the adult jokes are hilarious. The yeah. kids' jokes are really not funny. Yeah. I know that that's... If you watch almost any kids' movie, especially from that era, that's how it's going to be. Um, the animation in the movie holds up, holds pretty, up well. pretty well. Yeah, I didn't really think about it other no. than, wow, this holds up pretty well. Yeah, I was I was honestly kind of surprised because, like, some DreamWorks movies don't hold up that well. I don't think I don't think Shark Tale. Mm, Shark Tale. We should review that sometime. Yeah. I don't think Shark Tale. I don't think the original looks Shrek looks that great, does it? I don't know. But I don't know. Like some DreamWorks, like their way of a- animation uh, is different from Pixar, and some of it just like kind of looks. It kind of even looks weird at the time. But um, yeah, I don't know. This one held up pretty well. Looks better than the original Toy Story. That's well, yeah, a ten year <laughs> difference, but that's true. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, voice cast. Mike Myers is good as Shrek. He does. He's does the best Shrek impersonation <laughs> <laughs> out of all the ones you hear on the internet. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, I was I was kind of surprised by people who were in this movie that I didn't realize were in this movie. Um, John Cleese is the king. Um, Julie Andrews is the queen. A couple of notable British actors there um, who I quite like both of them. Um, I feel like there was more. Eddie Murphy. Uh, yeah, Eddie, well, Eddie Murphy is the donkey. He's, he's good. Is he? I mean, he's good, but is donkey very good in this movie? He's all right. He's fine. I think he's better when he turns into the stallion. I think this movie gets better as it goes. So, yeah, like, it definitely def- does. The first like, act is by far the worst part of this movie. Yeah. Once I'll, they get to far, far away, though, but one of the, it gets one a of, lot better. One of the best things about this movie that I made, I, I always like commenting on this in our reviews, but the pacing is really just yeah. nice. It, it flies goodness. by. This, this movie, you're like, all right, we're already almost done here. Yeah. Like, in in the, there was way. no part of this movie that felt like it really dragged. And I was like, no. And it got 
it just got to the end and I wasn't it, it's an hour and a half so it's not that long but, but it didn't feel like an hour and a half at like Ad Astra <laughs> at, Ad Astra is two how, hours it doesn't oh. matter how long your movie is yeah. it matters how long your movie feels yeah exactly uh, and Shrek 2 just so what we're saying is Shrek by. 2 is better than Ad Astra I'd rather watch Shrek 2 again than Ad Astra I would too <laughs> <laughs> um let's see uh I think some of the things were more <laughs> nuanced in Shrek 2 than Ad Astra. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're kind of right. You didn't need to go. Some of the Shrek is an allegory for a black guy. I <laughs> Slight tangent here. I've been seeing a lot of reviews on Ad Astra where they're like, oh, the narration's so good in this movie. Like, it <sighs> works perfectly. I'm like, no. I think. Like, it works fine sometimes, I, but it, it's so abundant in the movie. It. For me, like, I don't want to go on review Ad Astra again, but, like, for me, I prefer things to be left ambiguous yeah, than to have explicit saying. Because so, you can have, you, you can intend for something to mean something and actually make something that's even more compelling and nuanced than that if people draw meaning from it. Um, just like Shrek. Just like Shrek 2. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> bringing it back. Um the uh characters in this movie it's kind of it's it's interesting i i think shrek shrek is very insecure which i think is kind of really a cool, insecure. yeah there's like all it's, the plot problems result from communication issues it's kind of a neat uh, he has it a little bit in the first movie too but i think it's played up more in this movie and it, it's kind of a neat juxtaposition with how like that he's a big like strong and angry ogre and everything um, and so, I mean, it, it's it's cool to it's show that this, like, character can have this vulnerable and, like, just kind of scared side, I guess. Um, and, yeah, it was it was just kind of like it, it, a lot of the problems in this movie are, like, he's just he doesn't believe that Fiona loves him enough I guess, and stuff. It's like, what are you doing, Shrek? Like, Shrek, she married you. Just figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Puss in Boots wasn't as big in this movie no. as I thought he was gonna be. Like, because no, I remember, hardly in it, really. Yeah, because I, I mean, when this movie first came out, obviously it was like a big like marketing push and like everyone loved him. But oh, I was yeah. like, I was surprised how little he was actually a part of it. I mean, really, good. a lot of the supporting cast outside of the family. Yeah, and the fairy godmother and her and Prince Charming, like the gingerbread man, Pinocchio. The mice, the all bad wolf, which kind of sucks because I think like they're really they're funny. Funny, yeah. I, they're and the parts they're in, they're funny. Yeah, I I I thought like I mean you had some uh, some good jokes up until that point, but once they started playing a bigger role in the movie in the third act, I thought that was when it got like really funny. Overall, there's the, the blind mice. <laughs> they were pretty good. I didn't remember thinking the blind mice were funny, but. They're pretty good in this. Yeah. Anything else to add here? Um, I don't know. I, I, I Other than like if you're wondering why we're reviewing Shrek 2, might be good to talk about that. So we, if you leave a five-star review on iTunes or another uh, plat, uh, podcasting platform that we're on, give us a five-star review. Tell us what you like about the show. And then if you end with, wouldn't it be great if they reviewed blank, you know, question yeah. mark, then we will add that to a queue of movies that we have recommendations 
five people who have also left five star reviews and we will review these movies in gap weeks so the next one we have is Wild Wild Hogs, Hogs starring so John Travolta us, and Tim Allen. You can make us watch bad movies. Honestly, I like review. I like reviewing bad movies. So we can yeah leave those. You can have us review your favorite movie, yeah, whatever you want. So I mean, if I your know, favorite movie is a bad movie, can't wait to trash on it. I mean, we have a consistent following, but it's pretty modest so far. So yeah. you know, this is your opportunity. This is Put something that this is something that as we are right now we can feasibly do. Subject if, to change. If, if we somehow end up getting like really big, you know, which we will. It's just a matter yeah, of time. When we get, when really we get big. big, we might we'll have to modify it probably. But as of right now and podcast wise. Yeah. We're gonna gain a lot of weight. <laughs> um Yeah. So that's that and you can also uh the other way you can do it is donate to the Patreon. Could be a one-time thing, mm-hmm. whatever. Leave a post there about a movie you want us to watch, or send us an email, uh, tompodcast at gmail.com. After doing the Patreon thing, send us that. We'll see that we have a new patron. Uh, you can just do it for that one month if you'd like, and we'll review a movie, the movie of your recommendation in the Gap Week. We'll sure. put it at the bottom of the queue, but uh, you know, so far we'll get to everything in the queue unless yeah. we go big for some reason. So that's um, why we're reviewing Shrek Two. And without further ado, um, anything wait, else to add? Uh, yeah, I just I, we I I realized we didn't mention this. That's an important aspect to the movie. The songs in it. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't mention some it. of them. Are <laughs> bad. Some of them are like, why are they here? I it's Shrek. I think all the Shrek movies do this. A lot of DreamWorks movies do it in general, but they just like to include random like. They just include random pop songs and stuff in it. And some of it's not, like, pop music of its era necessarily. Because, like, in this one, you've got, like, Funky Town. Funky and, Town. Funky, and you've got uh, Holding Out for a Hero. Um, but, I mean, a lot of them are just, like, these songs are so outdated. Yeah. I like the, I One of the things everyone likes, I like the Holding Out for a Hero. I, everyone on the internet likes that part of the movie. Really? Yeah. I thought I, that was kind of dumb. I liked it. Well, I was know. like, why is she singing this? Well, you know what? She's a good singer. Uh, that unknown actress. There's a potion for that, I tell you. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty good. And then the score is pretty uh, The score is pretty Speaking good. Speaking of scores, Holden, what's your score for this movie? Oh, um, I'm going to give it... I'm trying to remember what I gave it on Letterboxd. I want to be accurate with that. I have a Letterboxd account. No. Yeah, I have a Letterboxd account. You guys should follow... Uh, I don't remember what my username is. I'll get back to you on that. Um, uh, good good plug there for your... I'll give it an 8 out of 10. That's what I'm going to give it. I, it's like... It's a solid animated movie. Um, I mean, it like... It's a good s- time. Yeah, like you said, the the first act or so is a little... It takes a little bit to get going, but once it does, it, it gets going. Yeah, and I think it's worth revisiting as yeah. it, once you're older and understand some of the more... The adult humor the kind of underlying themes of it pretty interesting that concludes our review of shrek 2 retro review oh i did give it i did give four stars out of five so it's accurate uh so let's move on to what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing no what are you doing what are you doing no what are you doing what are you doing holden sutter what are you doing what am i doing jimmy uh, I have done a lot, actually, in this relatively short amount of time. Um, I 
I've watched some movies. I watched, I, <laughs> I wrote a review for my class on the, now the classic 2019 film, uh, Serenity, which uh, came out and it was starred Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway. And it's absolutely just an atrocious movie in every way. Like atrocious movie. <laughs> it's atrocious. I did really get on it though. I got a good grade on that review for my class. Um, but it's it's hilarious. It is like an it is almost a so bad it's good movie, because I mean you've got like these notable actors in it: Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway. You've got um, uh, Jason Clark and uh, Jimin Hansu and people like that, and they're all just like they're trying way too hard and they're not good the script is terrible the story is nonsensical as a plot twist halfway through that is like the worst thing i've ever watched (laughs) um but it's it is hilarious i would if you have i think it's only like an hour and a half hour hour and 40 if you ever just have that time and you want to watch a bad movie it's on amazon over shrek 2 well i gave serenity I gave it a two out of ten on Letterboxd, but I would recommend it more. No, I'd watch Shrek two. Um, uh, then the other big movie I watched this week was Snowpiercer on Netflix. Uh, it's Chris Evans on a train, and it's the future when we we stop global warming too well <laughs> and the Earth freezes. <laughs> well, no, isn't that the result of global warming though? Is eventually getting into another ice age? I don't. Well, they. Because their their whole measure, they were trying to they sent a chemical up in the air essentially that would cool down the earth, but it cooled it down too much. <laughs> was what happened? Don't you hate it when you stop global warming? Yeah, too geez. well. <laughs> um, but it's it's Everybody really good. Everybody get in your cars. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how oh, it works. Go- you destroyed the atmosphere. Hey guys, burn the Amazon some more. <laughs> we gotta we gotta melt. Um, no. Um. It's very good. It's it, it's a pretty obvious like allegory for like classes and society and whatnot. But it's the action in it is very entertaining, very well done. Uh, the special effects, for the most part, are pretty good. Whenever it goes to like the outside of the train, it looks a little hammy. It was made for forty million dollars like five years ago, and it's a South Korean uh, movie technically. But it's. Very, it's not very a small good. budget. No, it's not a small budget, but I mean, it's not a huge budget, especially for like the movie it tries to be. I guess I don't know. It, it's a. I want to say Inception's like sixty million. I don't know. Maybe. Let me look it up. You keep talking. Um. But it's. Yeah, it's Lance Armstrong v- did win seven Tour de France. I hope he got that. Um. But yeah, it's a very good movie. Watch it uh, if you want to see just an enjoyable action thriller with some good, pretty good social commentary in it um, and great acting. Um, and then beyond that, I've been watching more 13 Reasons Why, still hilarious as ever. Oh my God. Um, been watching Dark Crystal, the TV show, which is incredible. It gets better every episode I watch it. It's so good. Like Jimmy, you gotta watch this show. Inception's budget is a hundred and sixty million. I forgot the, <laughs> I forgot the one before this. All right, all right. Which so was, just a little bit which more. Which was the highest budget for an original motion picture? I don't know if that has been beaten since then. Maybe um, by Tenet. Oh, maybe. Um, but 
Yeah, uh, absolutely incredible. That Dark Crystal show, the puppetry and everything you have in it, it's very well written too, and amazing voice cast. Like they've they've got so many talents in it. They've got Mark Hamill doing Mark Hamill's Joker voice pretty much. Classic Mark Hamill Joker <laughs> voice. <laughs> He's one of the Which bad guys. Do. He's pretty good in it. Um, but yeah, um, <laughs> would recommend that show. And I started, I've, I've been watching more South Park, been talking to Jimmy about that. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty I, much it. I believe this is an original uh, screenplay. What do you think is the highest budget for an original uh, film? Or what do you think it, the film is? So like a movie that's yeah. not a franchise? Not, not based on something, not a franchise. So, like, Inception was... What do you think the film is? No idea. Just throwing out there. Never mind. Uh, John Carter. Is that based on something? Yeah, it's based off a book. Oh, dang it. wouldn't be John Carter. 264 That's million. Edgar Rice Burroughs, who wrote, like, Tarzan and whatnot. Oh, John Carter. never mind. Uh, I'm looking. I've seen John Carter. Avatar. Is it, then? Okay. Have I have you, not seen John Carter. Uh, John... It's. I don't remember much about 237 it. Two hundred thirty-seven million dollars for Avatar. That makes sense. Two hundred thirty-seven million. Yeah. Budget. Yeah. That's eighteenth all time. Okay. Beauty and the Beast, with Emma Watson, was more. Two hundred fifty-eight million. Isn't the top one? Parts of the Caribbean <laughs> on Stranger Tides. Three hundred seventy-nine <laughs> million dollars. <laughs> Half of which went to Johnny Depp. Oh my Orlando god, Blue that movie Wars. is ter- that is the worst Pirates movie. Avengers: Age of Ultron, Avengers: Endgame, Avengers: Infinity War round out the top four, and then Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End is tied with Justice League at three hundred million. Why did they spend? So- was that all just cast? They spent money on the special effects were pretty groundbreaking <coughs> for the time too. At least World's End was. I don't. I don't. On Stranger Tides is such a like. I don't know what that budget would go to because there's nothing exciting in that movie. <laughs> there's nothing good in it. Yeah. The Fountain. Of I am youth. a. I am a they, defender. They I am actually a, <laughs> found the Fountain of Youth. I am a heavy defender of Dead Man's Chest and At World's End, but on Stranger Tides is terrible. There you go. There you have it. There we go. Are you done talking? I I said I was done. I wasn't and then listening. Just, oh my god. What am I supposed? Am I supposed to listen to you while we're talking <laughs> on the podcast? You're asking. Talk about whatever you're going to talk about. All right. So I watched the South Park documentary Six Days to Air. It took place when the it, during the creation of the making of the episode, the creation of the making of the creation of the episode Human Centipad. Which is one of my one favorite of the epi- best episodes. Which is one of my favorite episodes. And it's funny because they like they start, they think it's like a pretty good idea. It's the first episode of the season. And then by the end of the week they just hate it. They're like, mm. This is just terrible. Oh my gosh. We're putting this out there. It's very interesting to have them interview a lot of the people who work for them. Yeah. This building and just that process. They were coming off uh in the initial release of Book of Mormon. It was being nominated for all the Tony Awards and stuff. It was a very stressful time, stressful, interesting time for South Park. Mm-hmm. And then watching this, it's 40 minutes. I watched it on YouTube, so I'll it's just been my recommendations. And I was using it as a break from homework. So oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, so if you like South Park, very interesting. I would highly recommend that. Um, other than that, I've been playing Arkham Knight as a break from homework as well. Um, 
So that's fun. I I like it. I got the the season pass because it was on sale on PlayStation. Mm-hmm. I I initially bought it on Xbox One because uh, that's what I had. Then I got it on my computer, and then I have played on PlayStation Four. So wow, I've bought that game three times. Can't believe it. <laughs> uh, and so now I've I've played it like four or five times now. I haven't one hundred percented it ever though. So. Maybe I'll do all those Riddler trophies finally, huh? Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> you should. If I do get... it, it's just going to be me looking up a walkthrough of it or something, you know? Yeah. I think I... Well, because I did it. I think I, I... I don't think I looked up that many. I think I tr- actually, like, figured most of them okay. out. Okay. Well, I don't know. It just seems like such a grind to do during a school year. Mm-hmm. kind of want to play... Uh, Detroit become human too because I have that and heavy rain boring ass games (laughs) (laughs) have you played either no oh heavy rain heavy rain does not interest me Detroit maybe heavy rains just like people going around a mall and yelling Sean have you seen Sean no that's like a meme um so that's what I've been up to I don't think I've been can't think of anything else that I've done can you think uh, of anything else I've done? Uh, why would I? Other than watching the first place Minnesota Twins win the division. Wow. All right. Playing the Yankees. Let's go. This Can't is the wait. year. They're going to beat the Yankees. They're going to beat the Yankees. This is the year. They're, they're both teams. That's what I know. Shows what you know. Is that, what, is that all we got? I think so. Next week, we're finally doing the anticipated Joker movie. Joker. Joker, classic Mark Hamill Joker. <laughs> uh, no, it's Jared gonna be... Leto Joker. <laughs> I'm gonna hurt you really, really bad. Lee, adverbs <laughs> badly. Uh, so yeah, got that to look forward to. We're gonna get, get our tickets probably right now. Would be a good idea. Yeah. Um, but other than that, our social media stuff is in the description. So check that out. Check that out. Stay tuned for Joker, man. So excited. Don't kill anybody after you see it. Yeah. That's not Heaven good. forbid Joker don't does do that. Don't do that. Please. We don't, do we, not do it. We don't need people thinking that there's actually a connection. No. Don't kill anybody. Jeez. Just don't in general. That's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> Hot take. Don't kill the dogs in The Last of Us Part 2 when it comes out. Mm-hmm. See you next week. Adios, pantalones. Love you.